You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of The Deb Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. I am a goal setting expert with a specialty in goal strategy for events. And I'm really all about the goals because you can't get what you want unless you know what you want. And every week, I... Uh, Every week, I lead the Gold Chat Twitter chat on Sunday nights, and then on Mondays, I bring in friends to dive deep into a topic, and then once a month, we kick off the month, and guess what? It's the May kickoff today, and we're going to talk about May All Your Dreams Come True. Yes, it is hokey, but yes, it is on brand for me, so I'm so excited. We've got a great show today, and you may also be listening to this as an episode of the Deb Show podcast, so whether you're watching live or the replay, or listening. We are so glad you're here and choosing yourself and your goals because you can't meet your goals on your own. You need your peeps. And each week, I get to introduce peeps to each other and to you all and vice versa, etc., etc. And so today, like I said, great group. And I kind of broke one of my rules. Most of the time, I've met the people before I invite them on. But Lisa Danforth came through our mutual friend, Doreen, who was on just a couple weeks ago. And I said, you know what? She's very cool. She's very on brand. She's going to join us today. So Lisa, great to actually meet you today. I'm glad to have you here. David Roberts, who is, among other things, the host of Warrior vs. Zombie, which is like one of the best podcast names ever. I was recently on his show a couple weeks ago, so very happy to have you on here. Mm. And Kelly Sullivan Walden, who we met, I'm not going to say inadvertently, but through Women's National Book Association, LA chapter, a couple months ago. So hail, hail, gang's all here. Um, and we're going to have a great conversation full of motivation to get everybody really excited about the month of May. I think it's hard to keep getting excited because aren't we living in like perpetual Groundhog Day? <laughs> Feels like it. Yes. Um, but this, your mission, if you choose to accept it and you're here, so obviously you have, is to help motivate. Let's ring in the spring and, and get moving. So Lisa, uh, will you please tell people who you are, why you're here, and why you're so excited um, to hang out with people you don't know? 
because I love networking and I love meeting new people and learning new things. So thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here. And a shout out to Doreen Moore and Van Dam who introduced us. Thank you so much, Doreen. Um, let's see a little bit about myself. I'm a 30-year, five-time entrepreneur. So I get the struggles of starting businesses, getting them moving, staying consistent, and really establishing those goals. Uh, what I love to focus on, and this is really the foundation for my work, is helping people get super clear on the life they want to live and the business that's going to sustain it, not consume it. I think we go into business often thinking that we are you know, uh, going to have all of this freedom, yet we become our worst boss. So I really help people to make sure that they pause and it makes that they're incorporating both their personal life and their professional life in their goal setting and in their priorities. And it is a blast. Thanks, Steph. Well, and now I, it's just so clear why Doreen introduced us, because I am very much about the foundation, but also the importance of that balance. Because if you're you can't you can have it all if you're not trying to do it all. You need to prioritize and find those balancey things, right? Yes, we need to figure out what we want and how we go about getting it. That's the key. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. David, welcome. Great to see you. So you brought the thorn in amongst the roses, I guess. <laughs> so I, I, that's, what, that's what I feel like right now. So, uh, so yeah, my background is way too long for a short introduction. So all I can tell you is I have 45 years of, of business transformation uh, in the corporate world. Um, I've been retired for 16 years. And what retirement means is not doing nothing. So if you're talking about retirement, you need to reset what, you're, what that means. It means doing what you want, when you want, with who you want, where you want. And where you want is important because I put over 4 million miles on airlines through my corporate journey, uh, worked with uh, a large uh, consulting firm and other things, and then uh, decided that I wanted to spend whatever time I had left. My vision was to have an impact. And so what that means, I help people figure out as well. So I already detect, I, I already know I'm aligned with Deborah, and uh, now I, I, I know Lisa enough to know that I'm aligned with her in terms of my priority, but I work with, I love working with entrepreneurs now, small business owners, entrepreneurs to help them understand why they're on the planet, the unique value they provide. And if anything were possible, which I believe everything is possible, what kind of life would they have? And I'm retired because I live a version of my ideal day every day. And you are it. You are in my ideal day today. So thank you for allowing me and investing your most valuable asset in this conversation. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and you came to me through Jeff Klein when, right. when, uh, from Speakers Co-op. So I feel like we should, we shouted out Doreen. So now we have to shout out Jeff. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> he may be on here. He was going to watch. So, well, good. I think everybody should watch because, because. We said so. Uh, Hallie, uh, and, and you do win the award for the most um, engaging background. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm in one of those puzzles where you have to identify all the cool things. 
I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It's but a it very was good vision, thing. and I, I, I was going to say it's dreamy, but I, they are, I felt that would be a little like Right, exactly. Well, David, you didn't come across as thorny as I thought you were going to, so I, I'm <laughs> expecting a few more thorns from you. Um, <laughs> So, Deb, thank you so much for having me. And um, Lisa, great to meet you. And David, so great to meet you. I Okay, so the short and sweet, I, I didn't seek out becoming a dream expert because I thought I was going to be an expert in dreams. It just turns out that sometimes the things that we pursue directly aren't necessarily the things for us, at least for me. I think sometimes goals are saying, thy will be done and noticing what sets up what what kind of magical things unfold so i found that dreams became something that other people told me kelly you're really good at this you should write a book you should do this and i'm like but i wasn't seeking this out so sometimes it's what carolyn mace once said if it's bizarre it's the hand of god so i always feel like when i let go when i'm constantly letting go i just open up to the magic of nighttime dreams and they do inform my path, they inform my client's path, so that the actual things, the work that we do can become more graceful and more effortless. I think if we can work out our difficulties and our and our shortcomings and our insecurities via our nighttime dreams, then our waking lives can be a lot more graceful and a lot more joyous. So that's what I help people to do. Um, my specialty is actually nightmares and find and mining the gold in those nightmares. And that might sound a little strange in a conversation like this, but I think sometimes if we address the things that are most scary or our biggest insecurities, then everything else is like hot knife through butter. So <laughs> that's what that's what brings me to you all. That was oh, my wow. short and sweet. I don't know how short or how sweet it was, but <laughs> so happy to be with you. It was awesome. You know, it, it works for me. And that's really all that matters. <laughs> No, it works for us. No, I, I, I think the the whole nightmare thing that people don't see mm-hmm. that there's gold in there to to mm-hmm. like to like dig through to find that those bits of inspiration because your dreams tell us things. This I know, mm-hmm. but to to face and confront and dive in, I find very interesting. So we may we may have to get. Back to that. So I feel like I should just start this, and you've all kind of answered it a little bit, but I have to ask the pointed question, which is, what's your dream? Lisa, what's Ooh, your dream? Jeez, that's a big one, right? Uh, my dream, honestly, it's, uh, and it may sound sort of cliche given my work, but it is truly to help people live more intentional lives so they can be more uh, connected, fulfilled, and really living the life that they want. I understand what it's like when we're making choices that's moving us in the opposite direction. And it lights me up every time I'm able, I have the opportunity and the privilege to work with people. I, I like that. And this also ties in, and David knows this because he's interviewed me. It also ties into what I talk about a lot, which is that foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you think about the life you want, what does that look like? And actually that ties into what Kelly was saying too. I start with the mission and the motto because when you've got that driving factor and you are all very mission-driven, whether it was on purpose, mm-hmm. and I think it is, or you fell into it, 
which may also kind of be part of the thing. But when you know the who you are and why you ha- who you are and how you help, then you can help more. So I this is my long way of saying I love that. Great answer, <laughs> David. What is your dream? So my dream is to have the impact that I was put on the planet to have. And I, that, the real, my unique reason for being on the planet as I had to discover in the, my, my journey was to change the world one dream at a time. And you say, what does that mean? It means I'm on a constant search to find people who have a place, a dream, a place that they want to go. And that if that and make sure that they understand and get clarity on what that is, one why they're here, the unique value they provide, and if anything were possible, what kind of impact? What would their daily? What, what would their life look like? And it, and I, by the way, I don't. I think it was Lisa. You know, that's holistic, right? That's not just your job. That's not just you know. I, one of the things I had to learn coming out of corporate, right, is it's you, it, you bring your whole self everywhere you go, and so your relationships, my family, I have five kids. Uh, I, I happen to be a Christian. I, ha- I want to be connected to my source. Um, you know, all of those things um, are manifest, and I want to live a version of my ideal day every day. So that's my dream. And you're living the dream. And I am every day. Fantastic. So, Kelly, what about you? What is the dream expert's dream? Wow, this is so meta the dream of the dream of the dream. Um, my, my mission statement basically is to awaken the world to the power of dreams mm-hmm. and more specifically the power of each person's dreams. And so if I had my, my ideal scenario, everyone would wake up in the morning with a remembered dream that they would not take lying down, but I'm bump that they would share, that they would talk about. And in the process of doing that, there would be some kind of an awakening. So it's it's really about awakening. Dreams aren't necessarily the thing itself. They're the, they're the ladder that gets us to the roof, but it always takes us to the roof in an inadvertent way, not in the obvious way. As a hypnotherapist, I, I know a lot and I've studied a lot about the subconscious mind and about how the conscious mind is at best 12% of our mind's power. And that is our ability to strive and drive. And our subconscious mind is the 88% mm-hmm. of, of the totality of our consciousness. And through working with dreams, I feel like we align with the 88%. So we're not just putting a little toe on the gas and then a big lead foot on the brakes. Instead, we can be able to have this unified experience. So I think by understanding our dreams, we develop compassion and empathy and there's a lot of transformation and healing that can happen pretty rapidly. So I think we'd become better versions of ourselves. So maximum impact is the bottom line and world domination. No, just kidding. <laughs> just maximum impact, maximum love, maximum awakening. <laughs> Beautiful. I think that that's a common theme, right? Mm-hmm. Of all of you is we're, we're here for a reason. Let's do this thing. Yep. So, I have to, and we'll start with you on, on this one, Kelly. What stops people from realizing their dreams? And you can be as literal or as metaphorical as you want. Up to you. What do you think? Ooh, I think we, I'm, I mean, the Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey is a big part of the work that I do. And partly because it helps to make sense of why 
we embark, all of us embark, all of us get some kind of a calling that is inspiring. And the moment difficulties arrive, which is part and parcel of the hero's journey, without understanding the hero's journey, we take it as a sign that we're on the wrong path or it's not meant to be, or it's too hard. Understanding the hero's journey as it relates to pursuing our dreams and our waking state, as well as understanding our nighttime dreams, it, it gives a different frame around the difficulties. It ennobles the difficulties and get chills when I say that, because it's like when you get a flat tire or somebody says no to you, or you fall flat when like in front of everyone, it's like, wait a minute, this is, this is a sign that I am on the right track. Yeah. What can I learn from this? How can I mine the gold from this and keep saying yes, not being willful, like pushy when clearly you're getting a bunch of stop signs. That's different, but it's about really staying in saying attuned to that, that bigger why that's calling Reverend Michael Beckwith says this, and I quote him all the time, pain pushes until inspiration pulls. So I think if we become attuned to what is calling us and we let it become so seductive, we be, let it become more seductive than all of the negativity, then I think we're able to then move move step by step towards our goals, even in the midst of, of difficult moments. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I see David nodding a lot. So did you want to, are you ready to turn? Oh it yeah, no, side? I'm, I'm always, you know me, I'm always ready. So no, I, 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 <laughs> heard so, that about I so love it. And in fact, I will tell you, Kelly, and we don't know each other. We just met on this thing is, is I've been using my dreams from almost my earliest childhood memories because I would get into things and I would just not be able to work, figure out a problem for school, you name it. It could be a whole list of things, right? And I would finally just go, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to go to sleep. And I wake up in the morning and many times through the night, I would wake up and I would have the answer. I would know something that I couldn't figure out before I did. And that's the power that you're talking about. And I think the beautiful thing is that we... As, as you've said in your way, which was, you know, beautiful, was the fact that, you know, we see things as, as warriors, I, you know, warrior versus zombie. And the zombie, by the way, isn't, uh, it's a metaphor. And it really is the things that are in our subconscious that are usually based on fear or failures of past experience that you're that come in that create the stop that Deborah was talking about. And really a true warrior always is striving to move forward toward that dream or that vision that they have. Right. And things that occur like, you know, the car flat tire, the, the things you mentioned, right. Are those are, they're just symptoms. They're not the illness. And the reality of it is they're just, on the way. They're not in the way, right? They're just mm -hmm. on the way. And mm -hmm. because you're not abandoning, if you, if you have the strength that probably Lisa, and I would, I would say she's probably got some stuff to say, listening to what <laughs> you said here is what, what you already said is, is, is really, it's, you know, the point is that, that vision is what pulls you through that helps you figure out how to get around. Right. And that's what you do often do as a coach. I'm going to give up the floor here. 
<laughs> I want to hear what Lisa has to say. I do too. Lisa. Sorry. I just There's so to much it. going on. I got to tell you, like I love this conversation and I totally agree with what both David and Kelly said. And, you know, I want to go back to what Kelly said, which is staying attuned. Mm-hmm. And that is where I find most people disconnect. Um, a lot of the people that I work with, they're a little bit older, you know, probably in their 40s and successful. And when we wait, sit wait, down. Did you just call people in their 40s <laughs> older? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really saying, offended like by this. You know, this is oh, ageism. We're getting into something here. I don't, I don't. All right. I'm getting slammed. I'm getting slammed. I hear you. I hear you. But what I'm saying is not like fresh out of high school or fresh out of college, although you could Thank have you an 80 year old out of college. <laughs> But let's not go there. So, but staying attuned, right? So, so the people that I work with, the people that I speak with, they disconnected when I, like, you know, when I say, "What is your dream? What is your vision? What is your goal?" They really don't even know, and it takes a while to peel back the layers to get to the point of, "Oh, that is what inspired me." But staying attuned is key. So, my big thing is is pausing. So often we want to stay in action and move and keep going instead of, you know, when I tell my, my, the people that start working with me, oh, we're going to slow down. They're like, oh, hell's to the no. I don't want to do that. We're going to get a strategy. We're going to go. But it's really slowing down so that we can gain clarity. It's what you said in the beginning, Deb, which is how do we know where, what we need to be doing if we don't have that longer term vision that we're making our shorter term goals in context too. How do we know what to say yes to, to say no to? How do we discern between a distraction and an opportunity? So it's really what gets in what I have seen in the work that I've done. And in my 30 years as an entrepreneur is it's the, what gets in the way of us achieving our dream is slowing down to get clear on that dream, slowing down to pause and ask, what is it that I need to be doing? What is it that I want to be doing? And I could go on forever and ever about that, but the, yeah. but the, the fundamental piece is, is pausing instead of immediately getting into action so we can live a more intentional life. Amen. What is, what is, uh, uh, David and Kelly are loving this. I am too. <laughs> I, I, I have to add. So last week's topic was on corporate health. So my theme in April was health, all sorts of, you know, health and balance, money goals, corporate business health, and Jess Duell and Lance Robbins, who are my guests last week, said the same thing in terms of fixing business problems. So stop, drop, and roll was what Jess said. (laughs) Um, And pause and look around. And the fact that you're talking about the individual's but that it was, it's like a bigger picture thing. So I, it's like, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with. It doesn't matter if it's big company or individual. It's stay, st- wait a sec, right? And were you going to say something, Kelly, or you were just? I was. Okay, I wanted please to go. Say, I'm like, please go. I'm going to just pop. <laughs> so I wanted to just acknowledge, well, first of all, to, to David, I know he's, oh, we just lost David. So I'll come back to Lisa. So strangely, just as a synchronicity, as a dream person, I'm always on the hunt for synchronicities. And you just talked about something that, that came up in a dream of mine last night. Ooh. So I had a dream last night. So this just tells me there's extra importance around this to pay attention to. 
So in my dream, there was somebody, a man that I know who is extremely driven. Like if there was one word in the whole English vocabulary to describe him, it would be driven. And in my dream, everyone was trying to get him to stop, to pause, to chill out, to like take a vacation, to do something. And I had this thought, if he stops, he's going to die. Like Mm -hmm. he needs like, oh my God, he can't just stop like in the ordinary way that everybody thinks it has to be very surgical. It has to be very delicate because, and, and of course this is embarrassing to admit, but According to Carl Jung, everyone and everything in your dream is an aspect of self. So sometimes the dreams are about somebody else, but more often than not, it's a reflection. So I have to ask myself, where am I afraid of stopping? My husband, if he could jump in, he would say, let me tell you. But <laughs> but I just feel like there's just, I mean, it's such an interesting thing, this notion of pausing and stopping. So to me, it just tells me that you are completely on track and it's extra important for me to pay attention to that and and what will happen and maybe there will be some form of ego death in the pausing maybe some momentum might stop and certain projects might take a hit because of that but maybe that's okay and maybe the ones that sustain are the ones that are meant to last so i just wanted to acknowledge that lisa and i had to acknowledge you david my name is kelly and in Celtic, it means warrior. warrior. So when you talk about the war, and I often talk about people um, that are not living according to their dreams are zombies. Like there's, mm-hmm. the, there's so many dreams actually about mm-hmm. zombies, because I think a lot of people are not living plugged into their purpose. Mm-hmm. And that makes them kind of just in lockstep and kind of like same place, same thing. So anyway, I'm just recognizing the ridiculous synchronicity, Deb. <laughs> You've really brought together some great people. I'm having a ball. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> she <laughs> promised fun. So that was the important thing. So that's all I'm having so much fun. So <laughs> when I design my themes and when I design the different people and put them together, Sometimes it's just, I don't know, it just works. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, this is what I love because you can't reach your goals on your own. You all get mm-hmm. to meet each other and all of your communities. So in this has been, when I, when I started this show, I think I did the first two episodes, just me talking, didn't last long. <laughs> and I did the one-on-ones for uh, a while. And then the end of 2020, I said I wanted to do a New Year's party. How do you do it in lockup? Well, you bring friends who don't know each other together. And it became, I just started like sneaking in the conversations. And now this is the show. I don't do one-on-ones anymore because of this, mm-hmm. of exactly this. And w- nothing gives me greater joy when I see one of my guests on another one of my guest shows and vice versa. So um, thank you. I'm glad you're having fun. Let's continue, shall we? I I love um, what you're all saying. And the things about being stuck in your head or in your heart or in your life, I think that's, that's common, especially since we're still, we keep thinking um, we're coming out of this cosmic pause and it's always three steps forward, four steps back. What can pe- what is just something simple people can do to like get out of their head and just keep being that warrior, David? 
Oh, good. I'm glad you asked me that question. I I have several clients right now, and and I have this challenge, by the way, in full transparency, is it getting out of your head and getting into motion is the most important thing once you know where where you're supposed to be. So I'm not discounting because what Lisa said was brilliant. And Kelly's amplification of that was right on in terms of all of the, the warrior zombie interaction. The thing is, you inherently know, so you don't have to do everything. You just got to do something and you got to stay in integrity with moving forward, even if it's just a little bit, or even if it's something, you know, if the block is over here, move over here. And that's, it's, it seems like that seems so trite, but I can tell you that just even stopping at the end of the day and just taking account of all of the beauty that you have experienced without thinking about all the challenges throughout the course of the day is way empowering in terms of keeping you on track. Completely agree. I'm a huge fan of keeping that wind journal in mm-hmm. front of you because you need that motivation. Mm-hmm. Lisa, what do you think? There you go. Lisa, what do you think? <laughs> Can you repeat the question for me again? I got so immersed in what David was saying. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I remember thinking something, but. Well, the question is how can people get out of their heads and keep moving forward? Because we're all so in our heads. Mm. Listen more intently, I guess. Uh, (laughs) How do we get out of our heads? I think that is such an exceptional um, thing. There's so many different suggestions that are going through my mind, but the first one that I'm going to say really is to instead of when we, when we are within those well-worn neural pathways and we're in Mm. our head and we're thinking that the best thing to do is if we are someone, I know I'm that person that I can have, I can have the repetitive thought and I'll start myself and three seconds later, the darn thing is back in there. But the trick that I have found that works immensely is not focusing on getting rid of that habit, but actually what are you going to put in place of? So when we focus on the negative, when we focus on stopping, that's heavy, it's harder. But when what we need to understand is what is the trigger? Is there a feeling within our body, within our heart, within our head? Is there something going on, some type of trigger that we can say, oh, I'm going to bring this in and this is what I'm going to choose to do, say, be instead. That way we we have a habit. Uh I'm a huge habits junkie to be able to know what it, what it is that we're reaching for the feeling that we want difference. And I say, whether you are, you know, just have your toe in the rabbit hole and you can pull yourself out or if only your toe is showing whatever, whenever it is along the spectrum to pause and choose differently. We have these well-worn neural pathways and that is hard. So show yourself some graceful accountability as you start to lean into this. Don't beat yourself up. Don't let yourself off the hook. And the word choice is the one that I'm zeroing in on because it is a choice. Mm -hmm. Your life is a choice and that replacement. I I like that. You, You can say, stop, go away. Or you could say, okay, thought, let, let's let's dress you up in different clothes. Let's make you pretty, right? It is a different way to turn an idea on its side. So 
loving that. What do you think, Kelly? So many things, but let's see. <laughs> you guys are way too inspiring. My mind is just slamming <laughs> all over the place. This is me trying I'm to be glad cool. I'm not the only one having that problem, Kelly. So. I'll have That's what good. I'm having. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm, I suggest this thing that I call dream festing And this mm-hmm. is where you let your dreams do the heavy lifting. Uh, um, and so there's two ways to approach it. One is from the perspective of if you have a goal, you want to go to Paris, you want to write a best-selling book, you want to fall in love, you want to be, you want better health, whatever that is, get specific about it before you go to sleep and sleep and sleep well. And the moment you wake up, if you wake up in the night or first thing in the morning, write down your dream and consider that whatever you dreamed about is an answer or some kind of guidance that is going to be helping you either remove the blocks in in the way of that goal or it's helping to give you some way of being able to propel yourself. So I just think there's a part of me that wants to one day write a book called The Lazy Girls Rules for Life. Even though I'm not lazy, I work hard, but I work I I work doing the things I love, but I think we should let our subconscious mind, our dreaming mind do a lot of the heavy lifting and work us through those barriers. And the other thing in the in the waking state is to simply have I say five, five is kind of a magic number for me. You're five. You asked earlier, Deb, what our, what our dream is. And to break that down into five core values that we stand for, if it's love, if it's passion, if it's contribution, if it's freedom, if it's travel, whatever that is, having those five core values be front and foremost on our mind, I think is one way to keep us, keep the, the wheels greased and keep us moving I know for for me, when those goals get into the background, I can get stopped by the difficulties that come up. But when they're front and foremost, they become bigger than than the obstacles. That's fantastic. And this is exactly why when you have goals, you should be writing them down and looking at them to keep them top in mind. Or uh, I talk a lot about visualization and what is that visual representation? What are you working towards? And I, I love how this is to the core values. It's not just about what you want and what you're aspiring towards, but the who you are and, right. and keeping that to continue to lift you up. Mm-hmm. So Lisa, did you want to add one little thing? I, I've always said your vision is where you're heading. Your values are how you get there. It Ooh. makes those difficult choices when you're at a crossroads or needing to establish mm. a boundary that's not easy, it makes it much more simple. Not necessarily easy, but it makes it much more simple to make the choice. Mm. I'm so with you on that. I, I just did my TEDx, which was on the magic of your motto. And it was exactly that. The who <gasps> are you? What are what are you? Who are you? Why do you do what you do? And how does it help? And from that, you create that motto. Mm-hmm. And your motto is magic because it is that guiding point. So I am completely with you on that. It's you need to be going, but you need the, the saying no thing comes up a lot in the Twitter chat and in this conversation because people have a really hard time with that word, even though it should be the easiest thing to say, mm-hmm. right? When you say no to other people, you're saying yes to yourself. Again, choosing yourself but knowing knowing the things what makes you tick and the why david could probably go off on this one as well for like 
ever. Yeah. When you know what makes you tick and why you're in this place in the world, it it's it's gold. It's magic, right? Absolutely. So what I want to know, and I love asking this question because it makes people think, well, I like to think all of them do, but <laughs> can you share an anecdote, something about you, something you've done, something you've experienced that's really telling about who you are? So, for example, when our friend uh, Doreen was on, she talked about getting married at the bus stop. <laughs> So, Love that story. <laughs> um, so what is what is something, uh, Lisa, that that you think really embodies the who you are? Oh gosh, there's two things that come to mind, um, and one of them is I would say at 50, deciding to jump in to I had been a very successful caterer for 14 years, and I had started my coaching alongside, and then when I turned 50, I remember waking up and thinking. I don't want to do this anymore. It's not sustainable. The catering was consuming uh, and just launching full on into the coaching where I hadn't fully established it. And people telling me, you can't do that. Who am I going to get to cater? Literally. I mean, I'm 50 and not a lot of people say, and I didn't even think twice about it. And this is my fifth, my fifth business because the other one had evolved to the point that it needed to so that I could move on. And that I think is very telling. Um, it's, it's just how I approach everything. Just take it for as much as you can. And then when it's no longer serving you, open up another door and go down another alley. It doesn't mean you have to stay there for eight or 14 years, you, but you get to learn and grow and connect through it. And, and Kelly is just like <laughs> jumping to jump in. So please Kelly, what about you? Oh, I was just so moved by what Lisa said. I love that. That's just, ah, you're so singing my song. Um, I don't know if this is this, this is like the ultimate story, but this is something that just happened. Um, so I'm, I'm in the process of writing my newest book, which is called A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, The Art of Transforming the Tragic into Magic. And I've been, there's been something, and it's the, it's the second non- specifically dream book that I've written in a long time. I've written 10 books and, and most of them have been on dreams. So it's more, it's more personal essay and very revealing stories of um, instead of just all my, all the rest of my books are kind of mountaintop wisdom, like thou shalt, because I know, because I am wise. And I found that most people really value more from my stories of how I got it wrong mm -hmm. And then learn something when I fell in the mud. And then here's the diamond that I found in the midst of that mud. So this, this book is all about that. And the publisher asked what kind of cover I wanted to have. And I sent in a bunch of samples. And they said, do you want to be on the cover of this book? It's like, I've never been on the cover of a book. Okay. Oh, so I got immediately a vision of me in a mud puddle. <laughs> so... I and and I saw a fireman and a fire like uh, just like a bunch of like things that say disaster. Anyway, I got my neighbors and photographer. We I pulled off this food, photo shoot in a mud puddle with me drinking tea and like grape coupon, please. While I'm in the middle. <laughs> anyway, the the publisher went crazy over the over the this cover picture, and we're gonna use it. But the idea, my husband was saying, Kelly, this is so you. 
It's like you get a crazy idea, something that comes from the dream or a dream state, and then you do it and you're not afraid to look completely like an imbecile. And I did. I look, I mean, in my favorite white dress is completely ruined, but it was such a blast. And I feel like magic comes from those, those funky mm -hmm. moments where you embrace the mud, you embrace the funkiness instead of trying to wish it away and pretend it's not there, shove it into the closet. It's like, let's just say, come to mama and let me learn from this. Let me just, let me reveal this and not make it so scary. And Anyway, that's what I'm right. In the, that's you got me right in the middle of like mud puddle central. So that's I, what I got. That I love it. It's <laughs> talk I, about rule number one of social is to be yourself. It's, it's been hard. It's harder. To, I mean, I've definitely made a habit. Speaking of habits, of leading with, "Hi, I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and I am a dream expert, and I know a lot of things." Like it's, but so it's harder. It's hard for me to rip open what's behind the scenes, but it's been a lot more fun. And I can't wait. I'm doing, we're doing a cover reveal on May 5th. So I can't wait to share it with you. I'll, I'll send you a little sneak peek when we're done. Awesome. Thank That's you. Awesome. So David, story time. Your okay. turn. Yeah, there's so many. Again, I, I, what triggered me, I think was Lisa when she said 50, because my, uh, and this is going to reveal how dated I really am. But when I when I hit 50, I was at what people would call the top of my game. And I have five kids and I was living large like most people traveling all over the world and that you would say, hey, they're they're successful. And I woke up literally on a plane and had this feeling of the being a zombie. I mean, it was, you know, how have you ever woke up on a plane and then the eternal lights on and you stand up and people are just moving slow. And I, and I woke up in that, that sense. And I lost what I call peace about continuing on the journey that I was on. I was, I don't, I didn't have a dream, but I kind of did. Maybe it was a dream thing, but you know, Kelly, I mean, maybe, I mean, because I, I, the zombie thing came into my, my head at that point, And that was 16 years ago. So that's been a long time. And I realized that if I was, I was going to get to the end of whatever my journey was, and it wasn't about the big house and the cars and the this and the that. And, you know, it was about um, having, an, as I learned later, stopped, did what Lisa said and took a step back and kind of tried to figure that out. It took me six months of playing golf and hanging out with my kids to realize my five kids had friends. They were four of them were still in high school, middle school. So when I retired and so it was like, you know, don't you have any friends? And my friend says, Hey, we have jobs. We can't play golf. And I wasn't good enough to go on the tour. So anyway, so I went through this process and that's what I do with the vision challenge now is this process that I went through of really going back to why I was here and what was that I lost peace with and getting reconnected and then figuring out that my Retirement for me, and it doesn't have to be this for everybody, but it was a flipping of a switch from having making money and using the money to make an impact to making an impact. And then the money 
if that followed, that was what God or the universe or whatever wanted. And therefore it became that. So that's what I, that's really me. That's, that's kind of my origin story of where I'm at in this part of my life. This is what I got from your anecdotes, all three of them, because there are lessons in all of them. But this is what I pulled out. Ready? Lisa, do the thing. Kelly, embrace the funkiness. <laughs> and David, take a step back. And I think you've just solved okay. all the problems of the world. Yeah, those three it's phrases. done. You know, we can put a pin in this one. Let's move on. Next. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Next planet, please. Yeah. <laughs> Earth is handled. <laughs> yes, now that you've yeah. figured out everything, um, let's give some goals. Let's gift some goals to our listeners, viewers, audience, whatever. What is one thing someone can do today, tomorrow, next week to really, well, motivate, move forward, realize their dreams, whatever. Uh, Gahali, what goal would you like to gift? Of course, it's going to relate to dreams. So I want to, one thing I, I teach people when they have an unsettling dream, a nightmare, whether it's in their waking life or their nighttime dream, it's to do this process that's called IRT, imagery rehearsal therapy. And this is a term that um, that I learned from Harvard and from all other places. There's a lot of dream studies that, that do this. I was doing it long before I even ever heard of this. But basically, the idea is in a journal, you can write down this, the thing that's bothering you, whether it's the dream or your waking life, the, the obstacle, the, stucky, the stuckness, and imagine that you suddenly were lucid in a dream and this was a dream and you could do whatever you wanted because in, in a lucid dream, the sky's the limit. You can call mm -hmm. in Jesus. You could be on a magic carpet. You could be the size of a mountain. You can, your obstacles can be tiny, whatever it is, just envision what it would have to look like visually to, to shift that until you come out on top, until you actually look at that nightmare, you look at the stuck situation with reverence, where you feel so grateful that it happened exactly the way it did, where you don't waste a crisis, you mine it, you milk it for all it's worth. And by the time you come to the end of whatever you just wrote down or drew a picture of, that's the, that's the, the poster, that's the final scenario of this dream movie. And you focus on that and think about that. And this is something that they do a lot of research on in a lot of very fancy highfalutin dream and sleep study clinics, but it's something so simple that everybody can do just with their own journal, their notebook or whatever it is, just write it down, but write it the way that you prefer it to go and know that in some way you are rewiring mm -hmm. your neuro, your neurons, your neuro pathways, and you're creating a new story. And our story basically dictates our next steps and it, prepaves the way for us. So something like that. Wow. Okay. There are two things. Well, there's a bunch I love about that, but I love that it can be an awake dream or mm -hmm. it can be a dream dream. So basically yeah. you're like rewriting the end. So it works out for you and mm -hmm. then it can better work out for you. Is that I actually call this process dream crafting because it's very mm -hmm. much like witchcraft, although it's not witchy, it's really just using the power that we innately have. And it's kind of spooky 
what happens as a result of doing this, how things in the outer world do shift and change as a result of creating a new story. Well, it's very law of attraction-y as well, (laughs) right? Yes. (laughs) Even though I know for some that's like a bad word, but but it does make sense. I mean, yeah, write down what's not working. Start with what's not working, though, so that it's grounded in something visceral and then rewrite it from there. I think that's an important piece. Well, it goes back to the old Ford quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. So rewrite it. Be right. Yeah. Be right. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. Lisa, do you have a goal to gift? I mean, you have one. What is your? <laughs> oh, gosh. Again, so many that I would just love to share. Um, but I'm actually going to kind of, I think, go along with what Kelly was saying, which is really looking out towards the future. And The goal is a place to come from, not get to. So when we're clear on what it is that we want, when we sit in the energy of that goal, when we sit in the energy as a person who works four days a week, makes, you know, X amount, travels, family, whatever it is, to really sit in the energy of that goal that you want. Again, a goal is a place to come from, not get to. And when we're sitting in that energy, our choices are different. Our energy is different. Our thoughts are different. The way that we act, react, or don't act is completely different. Sitting in the energy of it as opposed to looking at the major gap and saying, Ugh, how am I ever going to get there? So that energy shift, identifying, having an identity-based habit or an identity-based goal will draw you forward because you will be staying in action in alignment with who you are and what you want. Cool. I like that. (laughs) That's beautiful. It it is. It is beautiful. David, are you ready? Well, yeah, but the thing is we're we're so synchronous here that it's it's almost scary. (laughs) Because when Kelly said what she said, I said, okay, I need to say a a different one. And then (laughs) then Lisa said what she said. And I said, okay, that's kind of, but you know, maybe, maybe it's just, so I actually had one. And then when Kelly said hers, I changed it to the other one that I, that I often give. And so I'm going to do that one first. And if you want to hear the other one, you can't, but, but anyway, the, the goal that I think everybody should have is to, as Lisa would taste, step, take a step back and think about throughout your life, any aspect of your life, that the person that you impacted the most, that gave you the most personal satisfaction outside yourself, who you added the most value to, write down and meditate on that and determine and figure out why that was so number one and helpful to them and inspiring to you because that person or that persona, I mean, it it is a person, think about a specific person, but think about who you added the most value to on your journey up to this point. And I will tell you, you most likely, if you really find that person, those people have showed up throughout your entire life from the beginning to today. And that will give you more clarity on the unique value you bring every day. Ooh, so in the hero's journey, think about who were like the guides, right? Mm-hmm. Or who you guided that when you help others is giving a gift to yourself, right? 
right? Giving and receiving is the same thing. Mm. So in giving and getting back that energy, right? Right. Or, or am I, I'm just, no, I'm just saying it's a two way street. You know, the, the saying, you know, you're always more blessed to give than receive. So when you're giving that your unique gifts or your unique value to another person, that's the highest form of inspiration that any of us get. That's that triggers oxytocin. If you the science, right? It's it's where not only do I get it, but you get it. And even if somebody sees that that we did that I did it, they get it too. So it, it amplifies. So that's something that I think most of the warriors that I work with or have talked to, we we lose track of. I mean, back to Lisa's point and back to, and you know, we they're there. They may show up in our dreams, but we've taken them out of our conscious mind. And I say the goal is to bring that person back, bring them back from the dead and and remember why you're the value you provide that when you show up, this is what you do. That's cool. That that it's it's almost like mixing up a gratitude journal mm-hmm. along with the wins and the inspiration, right? Yeah. Well, if I can be a little spiritual, it's okay. Is it okay for me to be okay? okay. So so just a little. I'm not gonna but, but I believe the only thing you can take into eternity is people, right? So if you if you if you you wanna you wanna make sure that you're doing things that are bringing other people to the good place you have in your own dreams. Well, does that go back to, that's not spiritual. That's being human in, in mm-hmm. my belief, you know, when you, when you know who you are and you're living your best life and emanating all the good from your pores to uplift the world. I mean, wouldn't the world be a better place if everybody did that? Oh yeah. I would. I Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So in choosing yourself, in figuring out the life you want, in being a better you, you will be happier. You have better energy. And we've just repaired the world. We're ready to go. I know we're like towards the end of the time, but can I just throw a little wrench in this whole system? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Can I just pop the happy bubble for a second? Oh, please do. (laughs) Wrap up. When you said the thing about calling to mind somebody that you've helped, I noticed that my mind went completely blank. And and I know I've helped people, mm-hmm. but but I I know that there's been different stages in my life. There've been stages where I've I feel like I've been completely people centric, where it's like Kelly hotline where you know I'm helping all the time and then I feel like lately when I've been in, like when I've been in a writing deadline, for example, pursuing a goal, there's not as much time for people. I feel like I'm not as available as my, as I would otherwise like to be. There's definitely a tug of war Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like the notion of what if this book could help many people? It's a sacrifice. Everything is a sacrifice. If I don't write my book, then I'm sacrificing the possibility of these other people who are maybe anonymous. I don't know who they are, but there's a possibility of greater impact. Mm-hmm. But I, there's a sacrifice. If I'm, I mean, either way, there's a sacrifice. And which sacrifice do I? It's almost like which bitter pill 
would I prefer to swallow right now? And I think lately I've been, I'm a very social person. I'm very people centric, but I've been swallowing the bitter pill of just kind of focusing on my book and focusing mm -hmm. on, on having greater impact with, and not being able to be physically is a, as attuned as I normally would be. So that's a little sad for me to think about, but I feel like that's part of the deal with goal setting and being on track is we can't necessarily be available in every single way. We have to up level it and we have to give something up in order to, to do something greater. And it's like, what sacrifice are we willing to make? What, which bitter pill are we willing to take? So I don't know. I know we're right out of time, but anybody want to <laughs> no, say I don't, if I can respond oh, just please. because because I, I really don't think it's a bitter pill. I think it's a it's a conscious decision of where to invest your most valuable asset. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's it's temporal. Sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes it's being pre present. And sometimes it's actually investing your most valuable asset, which is your time, as I always tell my my networking groups that I run. And I say, you've made that decision, but you're right. You're going to get a massive return on that investment. Maybe. That book goes but there's out. not a guarantee. Well, Maybe. there's never a guarantee. There's right. never, we're not guaranteed yeah. another day, right? Exactly. So. Right. Lisa's like chomping at the bit to say Lisa. something. So please. <laughs> yeah, we, we are never guaranteed. I love everything that's going on here, and I'll try to be very succinct. Um, I talk a lot about um, time and consistency. We, time inconsistency. Let me slow down instead of trying to get this out too fast to stay under 60 minutes here. Time inconsistency is a term that behavioral economists dubbed many years ago, and it's we value the present more than we value the future. The reward is in the moment. So Kelly, your re reward in the moment is being with the people, whether it's a client, a friend or whatnot, or, and, and being able to be of service and also the feeling that it gives you. The cost is in the future. So you're, you're, you're leaning into the cost in the future, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you don't write your book, or if you want to be more uh, physically fit, the cost is putting your sneakers on and getting to the gym or getting out there. The reward is in the future. That is not guaranteed. Yeah. So it's right. really pausing, getting clear on what is the long-term benefit gain or loss by focusing on writing this book and connecting to the value that you'll Beautiful. be bringing so that you can then, when your mind starts going down the rabbit hole, be able to say, I'm going to connect to the joy and the massive impact that I'm making through this one book than with this, with this one meeting. So time and consistency. Oh, that was not very succinct. Sorry. That was gorgeous. Beautiful. Love it. It, very worked. Good. it worked for me too. It, it goes back to the balance mm -hmm. and the saying no. You can't, you can't have everything now, which is why we set goals. What is the life you want look like? You want to help more people. Great. Then you need to step back and do the thing so you can help more people. Mm. So you just got validated by all of us and then some. Awesome. I'm thinking of the, the root of the word sacrifice is sacred. And it's to make something sacred that might potentially have greater value, right. even if we don't exactly know. So, and again, putting those core values as a guiding, guiding, and the vision as a guide. I think mm -hmm. this is, I have to take, I have to eat, eat what I'm, eat the feast that we're creating here. I'm, I'm not just dishing it out, but I'm gobbling it up myself. What an honor. What a blessing. Yay.
That's all I have to say. I love it when this happens. This is why I do this because exactly this. We're all I love the format. Good job, Deborah. Thank you. Well, we're all here to help others, but to help each other. Again, you can't reach your goals on your own. And the more people you meet, you impact, that you connect with. Sure. It it builds you up. So there you go. Well, where can people learn more about you, awesome people? And I will also mention that if you go to thedevmethod.com slash blog, you can get the recap and the links that are about to be mentioned. So Lisa, where can people find you? They can find me on LinkedIn predominantly for social. And it's just Lisa Danforth um, or my website. And I just want to throw out, I have a core values template that people can download without opting in uh, at my website. If you'd like me to share, I'm happy to do that. Don't need to. I will send me the link. I will put it in the show notes. Okay. Easy peasy. And so Kelly, where can people find you? They can find me at kellysullivanwalden.com. And you do have to opt in to get my free gift, (laughs) but you can opt out if you want. The free gift that I offer is a dream meditation to inspire lucid dreaming, sweet dreams, and sweet sleep as well, which I know a lot of us need right now. And all my links and all my books are on kellysullivanwalden.com. Fantastic. And David, what about you? Where can people find you? Well, the easiest way is what you have there on the screen, myvisionwarrior.com. It's really right now a booking site, and I'll gift you an hour of my most valuable asset, and we can talk. And I will also welcome any of the current guests here to be guests on my Warrior versus Zombie podcast. I would love to tell your story and share your vision with my Warrior audience, um, and as I have with Deborah. And then I'm on the Be Connected platform. If you don't know what that is, I can also I can share a link to that as well. Deborah is also on there. It's a new platform, and we're um, building a, an intentional connection of people. So that's all I got. Fantastic. And I am at the Deb Method everywhere. And you can learn more about me and how I help people figure out what they want and how to get it at thedebmethod.com slash goals. And you can also grab a copy of your goal guide. Uh, available on Amazon at your favorite or at your favorite place to buy books. I just feel so good from this conversation and I hope my guests do too. And if you're watching or listening, thank you so much for giving your valuable asset, your time and tuning into this wonderful, inspiring conversation. I would love to leave everybody with just one final thought from each of you. So David, what final thought would you like to leave with today? Just treat your time as your most valuable asset is the one thing that I I find people give it away. And I don't mean financially. I mean, don't treat it as an investment. Don't treat it like they should. And and I think, think about that. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I like it. So Kelly, what thought do you want to leave us with today? Oh, um, besides, I'm so grateful to be here and so grateful to have connected with you all. And thank you, Deb. Besides all of that, I I would really like people, I'm going to just kind of echo Albert Einstein. That'll make me sound smart. (laughs) 
You said to um, the most important question we can ask is, is this universe friendly? And in the final analysis, he came up with, yes, it is friendly. And in all the dream work I've done, all the work with nightmares, all the work with all the different things that are happening in our blind spot and our subconscious mind, this it's all friendly. Every single thing is operating on behalf of our greatest good. There is nothing inherently scary out there. It's the water's warm. So jump in and take a swim and I'll be there. Even if it's muddy, I'll be there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Love it. And Lisa, final, final thought to you. Uh, show yourself some compassionate curiosity. It will get you wherever you want to go. I like that. You all have permission to do whatever you need to do Mm -hmm. to be whoever you want to become. Thank you again, Lisa Danforth, David Roberts, and Kelly Sullivan Walden for a wonderful conversation. What a way to kick off May. May your dreams come true. If you're listening or watching, may your dreams come true. Um, Remember, it's all within your power. You could do it. So just go on out there go for it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.